We work hard as physicians to take care of the health and well-being of our patients. But when it comes to our money, do we have the same condition of care? Probably, probably not. Let's change that together. Welcome to the Financial Freedom for Physicians podcast, where we'll fight and advocate for your financial literacy. As always, I'm your host, Dr. Christopher Liu. Thanks for being here. Let's jump into the show. Before we begin today's episode, let's hear from this week's sponsor. Today's episode is sponsored by InCrowd Answers. InCrowd Answers is a platform where you can get paid to complete short microsurveys. It's great for physicians looking to diversify their streams of alternative income and earn some passive income on the side. It's free to sign up and you can check them out by clicking on the link in the show notes below. Welcome everybody to this week's episode of Financial Freedom for Physicians podcast. And I'm your host, Dr. Christopher Liu. And my mission is to advocate for four types of freedom, which is financial, location, time, and emotional freedom. And so my mission is to go out there, interview as many physicians as I can that are on the cutting edge, doing innovative things, really creative things. And today's guest is Dr. Adam Broussard, who is a pediatric anesthesiologist based out of New Orleans. Um, And he's going to talk to you about all of the different types of businesses that he's involved in from uh, real estate to syndications to uh, Bitcoin mining. And uh, just tonight's discussion is going to be really relaxed. And we're just going to talk about how physicians can have different interests. So Adam, welcome. Thanks, Chris. I'm glad to be here. Yeah, I know we were talking before the show and, um, you know, we have a lot of very similar interests. So tell everybody um, uh, where you're from and how you got started and your MO for, sounds like you have so many different interests. So I uh, grew up in Louisiana, did med school residency in here in New Orleans, then went off to Pittsburgh for fellowship and uh, actually worked in Oklahoma for a few years and have been back here for back in New Orleans for about three years now. Um, we moved back after my oldest son was born, just to be a little bit closer to family. Um, so kind of just normal story when I finished up uh, residency and fellowship, just trying to pay back student loans and live fairly reasonably. Everything was kind of going in index funds and whatnot. And um, fall of 2019 started kind of, I was on track to be paid off, paying off my student loans in the summer of 2020. Um, so started kind of investigating what I was going to do with, you know, this large amount that I was doing, uh, I was putting toward my student loans at the time. Um, so I started kind of investigating um, some rentals and real estate at that point in time. Mm-hmm. Um, kind of started talking to, to my wife about it, got really excited about her being a real estate professional. She was less excited about that. Um, then we found out that we were pregnant with my second son. 
And she got even less excited about it. <laughs> um, so uh, then COVID and all that kind of stuff happened. So I started kind of looking for, for other things. Um, fall of 2020, I invested in my first syndication, uh, apartment syndication with uh, another physician. Um, and really when my second son was born, I had some time off and started kind of diving into other kind of personal development topics. Um, did a lot of reading. Um, I had read, you know, the, the classic, uh, purple book that rich dad, poor dad way back when. Um, but I read cashflow quadrant, um, and a couple other, you know, finance and then other just kind of like mindset books and stuff like that. So I got really deep into that while I was on paternity leave. Mm -hmm. Um, at that time I actually decided uh, to become a life coach too. Yeah. Um, so I started life coach training in September of, of 2020, uh, 2020, nice. um, started coaching other physicians. Um, and I really saw a very common thread majority of, uh, the clients I was coaching were other male physicians and everyone was, had, was burnout. They felt like they weren't, they didn't have good work-life balance, which I have, I kind of have issue with work, that concept or that oh. statement. Um, I think it's more of a work-life rhythm, um, at different times call for different things, but, um, you know, the more I, I talk to people, the more I coach people, I, um, the more it came up. So like I said, I have two sons. I have a, now a three-year-old and a one-year-old and, you know, it was a lot of the same stuff that I was dealing with. Like, um, you know, I spend all this time at work and then, Thankfully, as an anesthesiologist, I don't take a whole lot home as much as some of, you know, primary care people that I have to finish charting and, and whatnot. When my shift's done, it's pretty much done mm -hmm. um, outside, you know, a couple of, you know, random phone calls. Um, but, you know, you still think about like, what did you, did you do the right thing? Could, you know, you have avoided something, whatever. Mm -hmm. um, so I actually started looking for a uh, physician dad's group nice. and see if there was anything like that. And, you know, I found the, the, you know, big group on Facebook and it just wasn't what I was looking for. Yeah. Oh. It, it wasn't, you know, focusing on those type of issues. Mm -hmm. So I created my own. So I, I founded dads before doctors, um, the beginning of the year kind of, kind of slowly. Um, so, uh, you know, it's just a group of, of male physicians that want to be dads before doctors, just kind of, as the title says that they want to be known as fathers before physicians and rather than physicians that are, are fathers. Um, so right now it's, it, it, or it started off, it's just kind of a Facebook group and we'll, talk about different things kind of established kind of the six pillars being like wealth and legacy, your marriage, your parenting, 
mm-hmm. you know, your health and wellness, emotional well-being, kind of mindset, and that kind of thing. Um, so since then, I've started a, a podcast also. Um, nice. So we'll interview other people that I think would be beneficial to um, physician dads, uh, you know, mostly physician dads, but sometimes we'll have, you know, other guests that just might be, might be helpful. Um, so hopefully in the future, that'll turn into uh, something a little bit more formal, uh, some type of like mastermind group that we can, um, you know, actually connect with each other and, you know, be a, in person at retreats or, zoom on you know online type of uh mastermind things and potentially you know retreats in the future so nice uh, yeah and yeah you brought up a lot of interesting so um so really you're describing um you know the medical profession where um you know we're having increasing uh stresses from uh, from all directions and with the pandemic that didn't um help a lot and so a lot of doctors such as yourself, you're going out and you're, um, you're creating, trying to bring out awareness and trying to um, bring people to different aspects. So one thing I liked you that I was really interested in was, you know, you said you couldn't find, um, you know, the group that was, uh, that could support your needs. So you went out and created your own, which was very proactive approach. So, and then, um, and tell us that if, people are interested so your dad's before doctors that's going to be put in the um show notes as well as the podcast and uh really you're now you're coaching physicians which is um really wonderful thing to do so if uh you know starting your own pot how does you know somebody a physician listening to this um you know they're afraid of starting a blog or podcast or coaching what is your advice to them yeah, just start, just do it. Like it, it, it's been really rewarding. Like, honestly, I, I haven't put out a whole lot of episodes, but the yeah. first one I, I, uh, I put out literally, I had a phone call from a, uh, guy I graduated high school with that I hadn't probably spoken to in 20 years since we graduated high school, uh, just congratulating me, like catching up, like, yeah how awesome that was like (laughs) how excited it was um and i I, just the things that you know people have shared in the group and you know reached out for you know to other physicians that you know have the same common experience Mm -hmm. um and know what's going on that's what one thing i think has you know, a lot of the coaching clients really find helpful is they don't have to spend half the half their sessions with a non-physician coach explaining what they're talking about or explaining like the dynamics of a hospital and administration or nursing or whatever. Like mm-hmm. they, you just, you know what they're, they're talking from the beginning. Yeah. Um, so as, as much as, I am actually a member of several other masterminds that um, are heavily real estate slash entrepreneurs. And I get a lot out of that, um, having that different perspective. Uh But I think there is something to say 
for, you know, having groups that can relate to you a little bit easier because a lot of it is, you know, a lot of the, I was actually on a call yesterday with one of them and, um, uh, Jeff Woods and Dan Sullivan were on it from the one thing and strategic coach. Mm -hmm. And a lot of it was, you know, talking to, you know, these entrepreneurs and talking about like how their calendar is set and like how much of that was, you know, your zone of genius and whatnot. And I'm like, well, like I put people to sleep. I woke them up. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I want to transition into real estate because real estate is very popular among physicians. So tell us, um, that for you to not be fired. <laughs> and I was like, well, yeah, pretty much everything I do, like I think <laughs> for the most part, um, so it, it, you know, it, it doesn't always connect with some of the things. Um, so I think having that group, um, you know, of physicians really is going to be helpful. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's so well said. Um, you also mentioned that you invest in real estate, which is really popular among physicians. So tell, you know, for the new, new listeners, um, why, why, you know, why is physician real estate and, uh, such a hot topic for, for, for doctors. Yeah. So like I said, we had initially kind of looked into long-term rentals. Um, we, like I said, kind of had talked to my wife about real estate professional. And if we were able to achieve that, um, there would have been some nice tax deductions that we could have written off against my W2 income. Mm-hmm. Um, because unfortunately there's not an option for, for me to be uh, strategic about changing how my income is or being W or being 1099 or anything like that. Um, so when we, when we kind of took that off the table, we actually decided to invest into short-term rentals because you are able to um, take some of those write-offs if you meet certain qualifications. That's a little bit easier to meet. Um, if you have short-term rentals that are less than seven-day averages um, and you have materially participated. So we actually bought our first short-term rental last, uh, we closed on it last November. Hmm. Um, and that was uh, a pretty wild ride. We actually contacted, we kind of looked at different areas, but we contacted the real estate agent in, in Asheville, North Carolina. I think I sent her the email on Sunday. We had a phone conversation on Monday. She sent us a listing on Tuesday and we did a FaceTime showing of it on Wednesday. Mm-hmm. Um, we liked it. She brought a property manager over later that day who also liked it. And we had a signed purchase agreement that Wednesday. So in a course of about 40, 48 hours <laughs> from the first time we contacted the uh, the real estate agent, we had a, a signed contract. Um, so it, it doesn't always happen that way. We, like I said, we, we still are just at that one right now. Yeah. Um, but we're, we're actively looking for another one. It, it, we ended up doing some renovations, so we didn't really go live completely live until, uh, Memorial day weekend. But in the meantime, I, uh, 
have invested in some some syndications, both uh, multifamily, hospitality, um, invested in uh, some private equity deals. Um, nice. Yeah. So just yeah. Try, trying to build some of that that cash flow to to um, you know be able to to live live it a little, live life a little bit more on my terms. Yeah. Yeah, you mentioned um, a lot of things, uh, real estate, the uh, cash flow, the appreciation, the um, your debt payment stays the mm -hmm. same, but you're, you know, you're served, but then you can always yeah. the go ahead. That's another good thing about the, the short term rentals is that you're able to do it as a second home loan. So you get it as you get the interest rate as if it's a, you know, a regular loan and not an investment loan. Yeah. Um, so I think our interest rate is like 2.6. Oh, nice. Like yeah. something ridiculous. It's lower than our, my primary residence. Like, <laughs> so it, it is actually appreciated. Like we did a lot of work on it, um, but it's also just appreciated. And uh, like, I'm kind of hesitant to, to refinance because I know it's going to be a lot higher than that probably. Yeah. Um, <laughs> if I refinance it out. <laughs> Yeah. What are, what's the difference for the listeners between um, a real estate syndicate and direct active real estate, which we, which you were talking about. So with the, with the, our short-term rental, you know, we own it. Our name is on title. We make all the decisions. Um, we, you know, all the way down to, we pick the tile, we pick the furniture, like everything, every last thing um, is on us when when things ran over, we, uh, you know, had to put more than we allocated when, than we had initially planned in the renovations, like that came out of the paycheck, um, mm -hmm. with syndications, you are what's called a limited partner. Um, so the general partners have complete control over it. Um, the, they make all the decisions. You know, you essentially send your, you know, 50,000, whatever, you know, wire it over to them. And once you've done your due diligence and you've decided that you want to invest with these people and in this particular deal or this fund, um, you know, your, your job's done. So you just wait until they, you know, deposit uh, some money in your check monthly quarterly, yearly, whatever, whatever they've agreed upon. And then uh, wait until they have deemed that it's time to refinance or, or sell the, the asset. Um, then you get to, you, you get to figure out what to do with the money when it comes in. Nice. So, uh, so sounds like, so with real estate, you're, the syndicates you're investing with a group in a pool so you can you it's not it's not as opposed exactly. to direct active so you know it frees up your time um and also gives you greater access to you know bigger deals so um in the uh in the prior um we were talking about you you um you're also invested in a, a mining bitcoin mining if i if i heard that correctly um, so tell it that that's very, I'm, I'm also a big, big uh, enthusiast in the uh, DeFi crypto space um, just for the uh, technological innovation. So uh, I, I'm sure a lot of people would be interested in hearing about that. Uh, yeah. So it's uh, it, it's uh, a private deal. Um, 
not really sure how much of it I can I, I can talk about it. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> um, but yeah, it, it's a it's a mining deal. Um, they've produced they it's a it's a fairly large Bitcoin mine. Oh. Um, that they've continuously expanded. Um, sounds like they're positioned pretty well, and hopefully it it will do well in the future, and we'll 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 do what they say. Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, you know, Bitcoin has, you know, made headline, you know, headlines, you know, for the last, you know, couple of years. Um, you know, it's everything from a uh, bubble tulip to a Ponzi scheme to the next mm -hmm. next internet. So, um, and then I know mining has gotten a lot of crit criticism for the um energy. Yeah. Um, the, well, that uh, that's one thing about this group is that they uh do it, it, from what I understand, um, they are fairly green comparatively, yeah. Yeah. um, and trying to do it responsibly. Yeah. And, uh, that was one thing I, I did, you know, appreciate about them. Um, I don't know enough to make a long-term bet with Bitcoin in my, mm -hmm. <clears throat> so I, I don't personally own any, you know, Bitcoin individually. Yeah. Um, but I felt that the, you know, they sell it, you know, as soon as it's mined. Uh -huh. um, so it, it was more of a, sh I guess, a short-term bet that it was going to stay reasonably high yeah. for a period of time. Um and hopefully it uh it goes up to what they say it will in the future like hopefully it does go to a million i don't know but yeah um <laughs> well, we'll uh we'll see yeah that's interesting yeah um yeah it's a very um fascinating topic for me um i've i've been just keeping track of you know the innovations and I think uh, recently uh, China China uh, they banned all mm -hmm. uh, mining. So mining, now yeah. now a lot of uh, mining companies are coming to, especially I know uh, one's moving down to Austin, um, and a lot of uh, they're moving their all their facilities down into the United States, mm -hmm. which is going to be really interesting. It's just a fascinating field. It's you know there's good and bad players, um, you know. So but you know for the physicians, don't invest in something you don't understand and just it's just this is just uh we're just discussion for the sake of yeah i mean i think <laughs> it's definitely it's definitely something exciting and i mean uh with nfts and uh you know real estate backed coins and i, I think people are doing some really interesting stuff i, yeah. I um well, it's something i need to learn a lot more about but uh <laughs> you know it, it i I've, I've listened to some of the stuff about, you know, some of the, the coin, like real estate backed coins that it, it's easier for you to, you know, get in and out of the syndications because yeah. you just sell the coin, like the coin uh -huh. that is, is related to it. So, um, yeah. yeah, maybe, maybe in the future. Yeah. Well, you've, uh, we've, we've, this has been a fascinating discussion and, um, you know, we'll, we hope to have you in the, on the podcast as a another re returning guest um one thing that's really stuck stuck out to me is just your variety of interest in um and uh so 
you know, there's a couple, you know, you could do it be because, you know, it's really interesting to you. Some physicians are just trying to maintain a balanced lifestyle. Some are trying to, you know, create side income. So to cut back on their hours. So what, what, uh, what drives you for, you know, all these different interests? Is it just curiosity, creativity, um, you know, the, the ability to make extra side income? You know, I think it's a little everything, you know, mm -hmm. I've always been, you know, a big, you know, lifetime learner. I think we've always, you know, as physicians, we've always been, okay, now what? Uh-huh. Um, yeah, that's right. <laughs> you're you're absolutely <laughs> so, so kind of like what I said in the beginning, like, okay, I'm I'm almost done paying off my student loans, which I haven't paid off yet. Um <laughs> they actually, because my interest rates started going down so low, I think they're at like 0.15% right now. Oh. So I just stopped. Like I'm just paying minimum payments now. Yeah. So yeah. I'm gonna drag them off as long as I possibly can now. Yeah. Uh so like like I said, like I was always focused on paying off the student loans, like doing, doing whatever. Yeah. Um, so then, you know, found something new to start learning about. So, you know, I took a active real estate class. I took a, um, uh, class on syndications. I took a class on Airbnbs and I've taken, <laughs> you know, classes on buying small businesses. Like, <laughs> I just keep taking collecting classes. That's, um, yeah. so I, I think it is a, you know, a hunger for learning. That's good. Um, I love learning, uh, a hunger for self-improvement and that like oh. growth mindset. Yes. Um, and you know, the more, you know, I know it's cliche, but like surrounding yourself, the five people you surround yourself yeah. um, with, uh, you know, that'll probably be the average of your income, your weight, your dreams, everything. Uh -huh. yeah. And uh, just being really intentional about that and who you choose to spend your time with. Um, yeah. And even who you choose, like down to like how you spend your money um who you you know down to like what restaurants and what you know businesses you choose to support mm -hmm. um you know it can make a, a really big difference and uh i think in general you know most physicians are kind of in that fixed mindset <laughs> that you know everything has kind of come easy to us yeah and we always had to be the best and if you weren't the best you weren't the um you know highest achiever um when you when you're when you have that discomfort and you have to be a learner again yeah um and I think just embracing that like uncomfortableness and embracing, you know, the, that uneasiness branch out and do something different. And just because, you know, you were told to go to college, go to med school, get good grades, get in a good residency, then like put your money in index funds for the next 35 years and then you can retire 
uh like <laughs> that they, doesn't cut it anymore <laughs> that, that, like ask questions like think about it like just do what's gonna you know it's uh, you know i think a lot of people have that get into even into the you know the fire mindset and community and stuff like that like it's all of you kind of get back into that like that pre-med med school residency like okay i'm working toward this this goal and you forget to enjoy that 30 years of of working when your kids are growing up when you're you know young and with your your spouse and like you can it's all for you know whenever i can fire and then i'm gonna have a great life but you know yeah if who knows what's going to happen during that time, like if you're working 80 hours a week and then, you know, doing locums, doing this, doing that, like, I mean, even, you know, if you get too heavily into, you know, you go to work, then you go do real estate, then you do this, then you do that. Like, and it's something I, you know, kind of struggle with too, like, um, you know, trying to find that balance or that uh, you, you don't want to, be like, okay, I've hit my number and my wife doesn't talk to me anymore. My kids don't talk to me. Like <laughs> I missed out on them growing up. Now they're teenagers. They have their own life. Like I haven't been part of their life. My wife has her own life. Like now you're financially free and retired, but like you're all by yourself. Like <laughs> what's the good of that? Um, yeah. So enjoying the journey you know, trying to, you know, have some of that, you know, cash flow or something now. So you can enjoy, you know, the process and, you know, maybe go half time, uh-huh. maybe go 0.8. What, like, just so that you, it, it doesn't have to be all about retirement. Maybe take a sabbatical, maybe do mini retirements yeah. in between jobs. Like when you switch a job, like take six months off, like, yeah yeah there's there's so much uh so much it's you've mentioned so many things freedom time financial location Mm -hmm. emotional so this was a fantastic conversation um if people want to get in touch with you uh how can they get your website or email um how can they follow you um so website is uh dadsfordoctors.com um there's also facebook group by that same name um and you can email me at uh adam at dadsfordoctors.com awesome well thanks so much for being on here and you've dropped so many gems of wisdom i appreciate it chris thank you well i hope you enjoyed this week's podcast episode with our fantastic guests once again let's give a shout out to this week's sponsored InCrowd Answers. InCrowd Answers is a platform specifically for professionals that get paid for their expertise in answering short micro surveys. If you're a professional, especially a physician, looking to diversify your passive income streams or earn some side income on the side at no cost or obligation to you, it's quick, easy, convenient, and free to use. So you can go there by checking out the link in crowdanswers.com in the show notes below. Hope we 
I hope you enjoyed that episode and we'll see you next week. What a great episode with this week's guest. I have a small ask. Do you mind finding the show on Apple Podcasts and submitting your review? By being here week after week, you're that much closer to having the knowledge you need to find your version of financial freedom. Let's help other physicians see that they can do that too through you. Thanks again and see you online or on next week's episode.